else know that guy could sing that high? I'm just telling you, I don't know what you did to make that work for you, but yeah, talk to a doctor. That was incredible. Um, well, hey, welcome. My name is Josh Eisenhart. I'm the lead pastor here at Kensington Shelby, and today is a big day. Anybody know what today is? You're allowed to say that. I'm not contractually, but yes, it's a big game day. No, we're celebrating Super Bowl today. We're excited. Today is going to be a good day. We've got two great teams playing. We've got the Eagles. Anybody excited about the Eagles? Okay, good deal. And then we also have the winners. Anyone excited about the Patriots? Yes, okay, very good. No, I'm sure some of you really hope the Eagles win, and so do I. You know, maybe Tom Brady will break his arm on the first throw. Could be incredible. We could see. I don't know. We'll mess up the spread, I'm sure. But, hey, we wanted to start today. We are starting. Uh, we're doing an entire day dedicated to team, dedicated to what it looks like to work together to accomplish the common good, to do more together than we could ever do by ourselves. But we also decided today, with it being Super Bowl, it'd be a great day to include our younger members of the church and, and with us. Usually we have our K-Kids program that meets K through 5th grade and right now we are asking our K through 5th grade to be here with us today. And so we're going to play a game that is going to involve our, our smaller ones and our adults, a generational game to see who it is that is able to know what's going on. And to help me with this game, I have a giant pineapple. Everyone welcome out the giant pineapple. Well, you guys are enthusiastic today, let me tell you. It's all right. Well, hey, um, can you explain to us, uh, Ariane, why you are dressed as a giant pineapple? I always dress like this. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Always. We have pineapple mayhem coming up for the next six weeks in K-Kids, where we're going to have lots of competitions. We're going to split them up in teams, and they're going to go against each other and take home prizes. Awesome. Sounds good. So if you have kids in K-Kids, you're going to be getting handouts today to tell you what they need to dress like each day, how they can earn more points, how they can get cool prizes yes. and candy. It's going to be phenomenal. Your kids are probably already excited about it, but this way they're a little more excited. Does that sound good? Yeah? Good? Awesome? Yeah. Good. Hey, we need to get five adults and five children to help us out with this game. There are prizes. I heard one of them was an all-expensive trip to Hawaii, but that might have been what I was dreaming last night. Either way, I need trip five adults. I'm going to find, she's going to find five kids. Let's do it right kids. now. Five adults. Kids. Raise your hand if you're willing to help hey, me. Come, come on. on. Who's willing to help? Five adults. Come on. Run, this run, is run, easy run. stuff. I, I will ball and tell you if I have to. Who's willing to help out? Come on. Who's, you're willing to help, John? Come on up here. That's Where are one. my other kids? I need another here? adult, someone that knows. I need more adult. kids. Come on up. That's two. Anyone else? Who's willing to help Where are me the out? Children. I need another adult. She, she's being volunteered. Uh, yeah, she's not volunteering. So, go. actually, go if you wouldn't mind coming on up here, you're, you're going. There we go. You want to? That'll, that's good. That'll work. Kay. All right, very good. So, I got one, two, three. Oh, I need two. I that's four. And one more one, adult. Two, one more adult. Who wants to help us out? Three, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Who's it going to be? One more adult. Uh, let's come see on. here. Anybody down right, here? Any adults? On, right. Oh, yes, my ma'am. Come on, on up. Awesome. All right, you guys all come to the stage. This is easy. You're not going to have to do anything silly or gross. All you have to do is know stuff about things. One. So, you want to come with me? All right, kids, we're going to ask y'all to line up right over here. So if you'll stand right here, perfect. You'll be here. You'll be here. You'll be here. And then we had one more kid. Come on over here, sweetie. You're doing great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Right. You're going to be right here. This is going to be interesting. I don't know if she can hear me. All right, very good. You five, awesome. All right, this is the way the games work. We're going to bring you forward each one at a time, and we're going to share with you a question that your counterpart ought to know. However, if you are in with the generations, you'll know the answer to this too. But if if you're not, then you won't, if that makes sense. So in other words, we're going to ask you a question that your parents probably know the answer to. If you know the answer, you get a point. We're going to ask you questions your kids will know the answers to. And if you know the answer, you get a point. All right, we're going to see how this goes. So first up, we have an adult question first, I think, right? I'm just going to say, I think the kids are going to Or is win. it a kids first? Kids question first? Yes, All right, kids so question first. Kids question first. Why don't you step right on up here, right here. And your first question is, are you ready? Who is this? Do you know who that is? I want you to take a guess. Just guess any name that you can right into that microphone. Who do you think that is? You say Barney? Maybe Barney. It's Barney. Is it Barney? Answer is... No, Michael it's Michael Jackson. Jackson. That's all right. Very good job. Great job. Well, you give her a big round of applause, everybody. You can go back to your seat if you want, sweetie. Why don't you go on back to your seat that way? Awesome. All right, why don't you come on up here? Did you know who that was? You didn't know who that was, absolutely. Everyone else knew who that was? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's just a generational thing. I mean, we look at that and we go, seriously, who doesn't know who Michael Jackson is, right? That's yeah. almost like not knowing who this next person is or whatever this next question is. Do you know who this is? Yes. Oh, you do? Okay, who is this? Wait, wait, before you say it, do any of you know who this is? They don't even know either. That's okay. That's fine. That's okay. Who is this? It's Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars, is that correct? Bruno! It is! The adults get one point. Awesome. Give her a hand. You can have a seat. Right, Very come good. On, kids. Awesome. 
it is. So fantastic. Very good. All right, let's do the second one here. Sweetie, come on up here. This is your question. You can turn around and take a look at this. It says, Justin Timberlake was a part of what boy band? So before he was Justin Timberlake, what boy band was he a part of? Do you know the name of it? Do you want to make up a name that's funny? No, you say he's part of the Blue Clues crew? The Blues Clues crew. Is it the Blues Clues crew? It is not. It was in sync. Oh, no, that's okay. See, in that's the right. there. Y'all give her a big round of applause for trying. Good job. That's all right. All right, so far the kids aren't doing incredibly well. Why don't you come on up here, John? All right, this question is for you. Here it is. Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers formed what popular band after the Jonas Brothers broke up? Who was it? Jonas Brothers broke up. Did you know who the Jonas Brothers were? Oh, first off? No. Yes. no. Does one of you know oh. who it is? She does know the answer. So we're not phoning a friend. So uh, no, just go ahead and tell everybody here. What is the name of the band? If you don't know, just make it up. They have like five hit songs right now. They have five five really good songs. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Zero. I got nothing. nothing. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> is Led Zeppelin? No, D N C E. That's a, that was. I don't know. Yeah, you go have a seat. That was that was a good try. Awesome. Appreciate you trying. I actually saw that and I said it was once. Apparently, once is not the answer. It's D N C E, which not I'm not even sure what that stands for or that that was the thing. But there it was. All right, kids, come on up here, young man. All right, this is your question right here. What is that? Uh, Any ideas? Radio. A radio. That's actually close. somewhat close. The headphones probably gave that away, right? Do any of you over here know what that is? You all know what that is. You probably had one, right? It's something that you've done before. Um, you want to make up a guess as to what you think that thing does? You said radio. That was pretty good. Not quite a radio. It's actually a Walkman. You put these things called tapes in it, and it had music on it. And you'd have to, like, listen to all of it in order because there was no way to skip. It was. Do you was, know what a tape brutal. is? Do you know what tapes are? Yeah. Yeah, he does. All right, that's cool. Awesome. Well, give him a big hand. That was a good try. All right, go ahead and have a seat. That was awesome. All right, next question for the adults. Let's see what you got here. In what phone app would you find this? In what phone app would you find this? Kids, do you know the answer to this? They do know uh -huh. the answer to this. All right. What is that? Do you know? Well, obviously, you know it's a hot dog. It is a hot dog, yes. Do he you know dances. what app you would find it in? It's a dancing hot dog. No? No? Dancing hot dog app. The dancing hot dog app. The answer is... Not that. It's Snapchat. That's all right. Good deal. Give him a big round of applause. You can have a seat. That was worth a try. All right, so what's the end? Well, this is the score right now. It's like one to zero, right? I think because we had, yeah, that's okay. All right, your turn. Let's see this next one. Here it is. What TV show is this? Adults, you know the answer? Of course you do. Of course you do. You guys know the answers. I'll give, you an, I'll give you a hint. It happens in West, West Philadelphia where the, the protagonist was born and raised, and he'd spent a lot of time on playgrounds until one day he got in a fight with some people, ended up moving to Bel Air, and he was a really fresh prince of that area. Any ideas? the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's all right. Good okay. deal. Good try. Give her a big round good of job, applause. That's all right. Generations are tough. All right. Woo. Another question for you. Come on up here. Question number four. Who is this actor's father? Ooh. Who is this actor's father? Yes. This yeah. is your question. This actor, who is his father? I can't Google that. Can I? I'll give you a hint. No Googling. In West Philadelphia, born and raised... On the playground is where his father spent most of his days. Will Smith's son? No, it's not Will Smith's son. You think it's Will Smith? That's the answer you're going with? Final answer? I guess. Will Smith, is that the answer? No. It is Will Smith! Good job! Give her a high five! Unbelievable! And by the way, she's wearing a Spring Hill hoodie. That gets you extra points. All right, that's fantastic. Give her a hand. Good job. Awesome. All right, little man, this is your one chance to redeem the whole team. Let's find out what happens John, here. You can hear this. Last question here. What would you get at this store? Do you know what you would go get at this store right here? Bucks. What? Bucks. Books. 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 Actually, it's the opposite of books. It is movies, movies. believe it or not. But hey, give him a big hand. That was a good try. Good job. You made a good guess. You knew the answer to that, right? Of course. We've all waited on Friday nights for stuff like that. All right. Be last question, mind. adults. This one, sorry, so you already won, but that's okay. We're going to see what happens here. Next up. What is this move called? What is it called? The dab. The dab! He knew it! Give my hand, everybody! Josh, I think he needs to demonstrate. Yeah, can you show us what can that looks like? Can you demonstrate? Just really quickly. It's easy. It's just, just, there it is! Yeah. There it is, everybody! Give my hand! Unbelievable. I love it. Well, give the pineapple a big hand. Give all of you folks a big hand. You've been playing along with us now. Wow.
There's more of you than last time I looked. Awesome. Welcome. I'm glad you made it. Hey, um, we, as I said before, are talking about teams today and what it looks like to be on a good team. And if you didn't know this, today is the day that the NFL season ends and we find out once and for all who's the victor and who almost made it. And it's going to be a wild ride. We hope that our team wins and things like that. But the NFL is already preparing for next season. And what happens, if you don't know this, is what will, what will occur is there will be a season in which the, the NFL will hold these things called combines. Actually, the colleges and different groups have these things. And the combines are where the, the prospects to join the NFL come in and show their stuff and let us know what they have so that the coaches can decide how they're going to do the draft. We decided this year it would be a good idea with us kind of doing a draft of our own today at the end of our service today. We're going to give you an opportunity to step into a volunteer role here at Kensington. We hope that you'll make the decision to do so. But you may have asked yourself the question, how do we decide who gets to volunteer at Kensington? We've taken a page from the NFL and we've decided to do our own volunteer combine this year. So uh, without further ado and no more delay, check this out. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this year's first Kensington Volunteer Combine. We've got some exciting stuff in store today. Yeah, that's right, Jim, especially with those who are on the fringe. They need to have a good showing today if they want any chance of being drafted. They absolutely do. You know, what is Josh Eisenhart really looking out of these prospects? You know, he's really looking for quickness, good decision-making, strength, and last but not least, heart. Absolutely. Well, first up, we got an important competition, the Usher Race. You know, if the money doesn't come in, this baby doesn't run, so yeah. they better get this down. I agree 100% there, Jim. Absolutely. So first up, we got our first competition. Oh, look at those turns. Wow, Brian's really really having a good run so far. Wow. Oh, Impressive. That's, that's a great five. time. That's good. Yeah. He's, he's doing good. You know, I, what I love about him, he's got the dad bod, but he can still sprint. It's pretty impressive. That's right. And under Nate, even better. Very so next good. Next up here, we have Barbara. Barbara, she's been training her whole life for this. She's 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 ready to go. She's intense. Look at that form. Oh yeah. Wow. Wow. She's off. ready. Good oh. cut. Determination is key. Wow. Look at that grip. Wow. Oh, and the what, finish. what a finish. 6.9. Incredible stats there. That's going to be tough to beat there. So good. You know, Barbara, she's been leading our holy yoga team for the past three years, but she's really stepping into a new role here. Yeah, and I've heard rumors that she is in the best shape out of any prospect in the combine. Absolutely. I mean, look at this replay. Two no hands. one can touch her. Two you know, hands. She, she's definitely a top prospect. Been yeah. training under Susan Welsh for a little bit. She's ready to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Last up, we got Toby. You know, I don't know how I feel about him. Yeah, he's kind of got that nerd alert oh. factor. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he's going to do. You can definitely tell with the starting out for him there. Oh, there, there go. he goes. Taking off. Oh, no. Oh, he's oh, shaky. Yikes. A little shaky around yep. the corner. Oh, oh, oh boy. What do we have here? What is he oh, doing? Oh, goodness. How do you train your whole life for this and that happens? That is absolutely devastating. You need to wow. have two hands on the pouch. Always two hands. Look at those nickels oh, and, and dimes temper. all over the, the floor. Embarrassing. And he's got a temper. Get that guy under control. He's oh, Pete. Well, next up, we got a, a pretty important one coming yeah. up here, don't yeah, we? Yeah, this is huge. This is called the Dirty Diaper Drill, where volunteers are timed and changing that nasty thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Here she goes. Yep. Look at She's her. She's starting off this strong. This definitely isn't her first rodeo. She's struggling with the baby wipe a little bit, oh. but you know, oh. she bounced back. Great wiping form. Not her first time. Training. Impressive. And not, not a bad time. Not bad. Wait, not what? bad. Not, whoa, wait, whoa. what do we got here? Oh, we... no. Oh, oh, oh. A little poo-poo on the elbow. Yeah, you know, Jim, cleanliness is next to godliness. Hughesville. So. You know, that's why we wear the long sleeves, though, in the nursery. Yeah. Get her back to the locker room. Yeah, she needs to recover after that one. Oh, we no. got Michael. Uh, a lot of hype coming out of Orlando with this guy. Yeah, you know, I don't really see it. Uh, you know, his coaches from the youth ministry said he's got some character issues, but we'll see. Oh, yeah, he's, he's cocky. You can tell. Look at Whoa. Oh. Look at that speed. Oh. Wow. Look at that. Oh, there oh, he goes. No. Yeah, oh. I can see what they're talking about. What a tool. Oh, my gosh. What is what he doing? Is he, he just changed a kid's diaper. Why oh are you dancing? Goodness. What's wrong with you? Mark Ingram, really? What? He, all right, Mark he needs to get Ingram? it under control. All right, Come we need on. ref. Let's get a whistle in there. Yeah, Embarrassing. Geez, get him out of there. Well, last up, probably the most important competition of the day. Yeah, absolutely. So, first up, we have Blake. So, you know, this guy is straight out of the woods. Look at him. He's like a grizzly bear. You know, and then we got Katrina. She's an international prospect from Romania. Been lifting her whole life, really ready for the security role. Yeah. We'll see how they Here do. Here we go. Bring yes. on the tickle. The tickle 
test. Yeah. Very important here. They're Who both, can withstand? They, yeah, absolutely. Who can hold their ground? You know, those sunglasses, you need oh, them indoors. Oh, oh, oh. He's getting shaky. Oh, oh no. Katrina just looks. Look at him. Oh, oh boy. Wow. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. He yeah, needs he, to get it under control. He's OP. Look at Katrina standing tall. So impressed. Strong. Man, that was some great competition today. Absolutely. Josh has got a big, big deal on his hands figuring out who's going to yeah, draft. Yeah, absolutely. Overall, it was a good day at the Combine. This draft is going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what Susan Welsh, Kristen Schoenbeck, and Josh Eisenhower have to do with these drafts. Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks for having us, folks, and get ready because we got a great draft coming up. All right, give my hand, everybody. Oh, man. I bet you didn't know it was that hard, but we do every time, every single year, except for every other year. We've done that. All right. So uh, if you're interested at all in volunteering in our ministries, I just kind of want to let you know that this place and this thing that we do called Kensington does not function without literally hundreds of people diving into volunteer roles, whether that's changing d- dirty diapers or that's being out in our traffic team, whether that's making or bring, you know, providing coffee to people or providing food for our teams to do things, working in K-Kids, working with our middle school students, working with our high school students and our 18 to 29. There are literally so many ministries that many of you may not even know exist yet that are currently functioning only because there are people just like you at some point that made the decision to say, you know what, I'll step out of the bleachers and I'll get onto the field and I'll be a part of what this thing is. And that's really what we're talking about today. We're going to do our talk and, and, and our time together for the remaining time in what we're going to consider to be four quarters, all right? Because it is a football game after all, right? And so we felt like if we were going to present this material, we were going to talk about teams, what better way to do that in a four quarters football style type of thing? So I believe we have a referee that's going to come out who's going to kind of be the person that's in charge of what this thing looks like. Here he is. What's our ref's name? What's your name? Noah. Noah. Everyone say, hey, Noah. Noah's going to be our timekeeper today. When it's time to start our talk, he's going to blow his whistle and he's going to run off stage. I'll have then eight minutes to do the first portion of my talk before he will come back up no matter what happens, no matter where I'm at in the talk, and he's going to blow his whistle again, signifying the end of the first quarter. Then we'll move on to the second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, so on and so forth. This is because apparently people have been saying I go a little long during my talk, so this this stops it, all right, right there. It should be just fine. But uh, I'm also going to say this. At the end of this segment, in the first quarter that we have, stay up here, you're going to have to blow the whistle, Joe, Um, is I'm going to ask students, kids, teenager, or, you know, young people, our K-Kids folks, to make the decision, if you're willing to, to come up here and help me during the second segment, all right? So I'm just asking you right now to think if that's you, if you're the type of kid that likes to jump on stage and make a ham of yourself and have some fun, we're going to need you then. But I'm going to go ahead and start this talk as soon as the whistle blows. (laughs) We'll try that again. Just shake it. Now, Now blow real hard. Even harder. Come on, you can do it. Just blow. There it is. Awesome. Give Noah a hand. Awesome. All right, the clock has started. Is there a clock? Oh, no, here we go. Okay, good deal. So the question that we really find ourselves asking about teams is if teams are so important and we like teams so much, why don't we use teams more often? And the answer that I found is, how many of you guys have ever been on a team that you really loved being on? It was just a dream team. It was incredible. You had a blast. All right, now, how many of you have been on a team you absolutely hated and despised? Almost everyone else. All right, very good. That's one of those things, isn't it? Being on a team truly is incredibly hard. It is a hard thing being on a team. Because on a team, when we look at what it means to try and do team-type things, there's this whole issue that we run into of what being a team looks like. The first thing it looks like is you have to go through this phase called forming. You guys ever heard, like, the military, they use these four terms a lot, and a lot of other teams use it as well, is that when you start a team, there's that moment where you all get together, you put your hands in, you say, we're going to do this thing. For some of you students, how many of you guys have, uh, at school, you have to do group projects sometimes? Anybody have that? happen? That's the worst ever, isn't it? You know, because when you first get into that group, you start sizing each other up immediately. You walk in, you're like, okay, that kid's not going to do anything at all. That one's going to be the one that pulls everyone together. I might be able to get that person to do my portion. And then there's me and here we go. And it's like, I hope this works. You know, and you get the thing. Maybe you've been on a project at work where you go in and you find out you have this special team and you didn't even get to assemble them. Or maybe you did get to, but the truth is there's this phase you go through, which is the introductions. And this is a fun phase because this is where everyone starts sizing each other up. This is where everyone starts to, you know, either brag or go down, you know, to oversell or to undersell themselves. And you 
just kind of make the introductions. But then you move into the next phase, which we all know about. It's called storming. Anybody ever been on a team where you had to do some storming? Anybody ever have people working on your project that you found out did not know how to lead their way out of a paper bag? Everyone had that before? Yeah? You ever been in a situation where you have somebody on your team that's just not cool in their way? Or maybe you find out you have too many cooks in the kitchen? You ever have that happen? Where you're like, you know, I'm going to lead this thing. And someone's like, no, you know what? I got this. You're like, no, I'll do it. No, I can do it. And then you kind of have that, that tussle. You see, when we form a team, there's always going to be a time in which you storm, in which you have to establish how do we do things, who's doing things, what are the roles, how do things get done, what's the timelines, what's the expectations, what's the excellence factor, how far are we going to raise this thing up? There's all these things that have to be agreed upon before we ever get to the next phase, which is norming. Norming is when we get to the place where everybody's aligned, we know our roles, we know our functions, and we start to function properly. We start going. And it's a good thing. And then we get to the last phase, which is performing. Performing. Has anyone ever been on a high-performing team before? You ever been on a team that you just like, oh, man, we were all just nailing it. I remember my brother, when he played Little League, he found himself on a team that was like that. He was on the Orioles. They put him in as catcher, and he had no idea what he was doing. But the coach was one of those coaches that just knew how to bring out the best in every player. And he would get and gather and bring and make and, and form and do practices to the point where at the end, his team made it all the way to the end of the leagues and played in the championships of the leagues. And it was a group of kids that none of them had ever done that before. I remember as a kid, it made an impression on me because I was like, man, I want to play baseball. And then I got into baseball. And perhaps you know some of my stories about baseball. I was more likely to get hit in the face than I was to get hit in the strike zone. You know, I was much more likely to run in the wrong direction than to go towards first base if I ever actually did get a hit. I knew nothing about the sport. And I had a coach who seemed to not have any desire to teach me. And so what he did is he put a couple people that he knew in places that he liked. And we ended up finishing out the season. If I remember right, we were, yeah, dead last. We were dead last. We were the last team in the entire little league that we had because our coach didn't know how to bring the team together. We never made it out of the storming phase to reach a norming phase and to reach a performing phase. The thing is, teams are hard work. Teams take a lot of difficulty. As a matter of fact, I would recommend against teams anytime that you need to go somewhere fast. In other words, if you want to go fast, your best bet is to go alone. You found this before too. Anybody ever try and take a team grocery shopping? You know, you and your two little team. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun, isn't it? I love that. I love going to the, to the grocery store and putting more things back than putting things in. You know, where you're going through, you're like, well, how did that get in the cart? Oh, I wanted it. No, we're not doing that, you know. And it's just, it's, it's hard. If I have the ability to go to the grocery store by myself, it's almost like a vacation. You know, you're like, ah, oh, here we go. You know, I can get through in 45 minutes. I know where everything is in Meyer. I know which line to go through. I know the checkout people like by face. So I can go, that one's fast. That one's slow. The line's longer here, but I'm going anyway. I got this thing streamlined. If you want to go fast, go alone. But here's the problem. And this is where we run into issues. We weren't called to go anywhere fast. As followers of Jesus, as a church, as a collective, we were not called to go fast. You know what we were called to do? We've been called to go far. We've been called to go far. And here's the thing. If you want to go fast, you need to go alone. But if you want to go far, it's a different thing entirely. You see, what God has called us to do as followers of Jesus was found in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Jesus said, said, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth have been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always, even to the very end of the age. This is the playbook. This is the play that we've been called to. This is what we have been asked to participate in. And that's not a quick thing, is it? You don't just spend an afternoon and go into all the world making disciples of all nations, right? We, so far, we've been at it for, I don't know, around 2,000 years, and there's still people groups we haven't even reached with the internet and airplanes and everything else. Because it's a huge job, and the, the pool continues to turn of new people being born and old people dying. So we find ourselves in this conundrum of how do we get where we're called to go. And it comes down to this one single phrase, and it's this. If we want to go far, we have to go together. You see, if we have the desire at any point in our lives for us to go and do something meaningful, for us to do something bigger than ourselves, for us to leave a lasting legacy or an imprint on anything, 
We've got to figure out a way to go together because we can't go on our own. It's just too difficult. What needs to be done can't be done by just a few people. It's too difficult. The son of God, if there was ever any man that could have done this by himself, it would have been him. But if you recognize the first thing he did when he started his ministry is find 12 men to do it with him. And they formed and they stormed and they normed and then they spent the next several years performing. And because of the performance that they were able to bring from their team, the gospel of Jesus Christ went into the entire world. You sit here today because that team did what they did then. Because if we want to go fast, we go alone. If we want to go far, we go together. This next segment that we're going to do here in about 33 seconds, I'm going to need some young people to help me. So if you're between the ages of kindergarten and fifth grade and you'd like to participate, you don't have to raise your hand. There's no limit to the number of people. I'm going to ask you during this next segment as we are transitioning between phase one or what do they call them? Quarter one. <laughs> That's good. I'm a football guy. Um, between quarter one and quarter two, I'm going to ask you to come on up here right now. Make your way up here, kids. Make your way up here. And as we finish out this first quarter, so far, did I do okay? All right, good deal. So, all right. Please direct your attention to our sponsor. Yeah. On my midnight. Eleven. the second time this week. What happened? <laughs> In case any of you were wondering, that's our next, our next series that we're doing. It's called It's Just a Phase, Four Weeks on Parenting Families and How the Church and That Coexist. These are all my partners in crime. Everybody say, hey, everybody. Hey, you guys say, hey, everybody. All right, they're going to help me tell a Bible story today that we believe is an important part of understanding how this whole thing works. You're going to see the verses come up on the screen, and we're going to read about this. This is a story about Jesus. Jesus obviously walked the earth many, many years ago, and when he did, he did some truly incredible things, one of which was he'd go town to town preaching. And when he'd preach, crowds would gather, and when that would happen, people would bring their sick and their hurt to be healed by Jesus. Sometimes it was a difficult thing to do, and other times it was a little easier. But what I want to do right now is I'm going to use all my favorite friends right here to help us tell the story of what this looked like. So let's go ahead and bring up this first verse. I can't see anything on my screen here because there's no before or afters. So if you guys can bring up the first one there. Uh, there it is. Perfect. All right, so here we go. Everything in red, we're going to figure out a way to act out, all right? So uh, we're doing this vert, like right off the top for the first time here. So I need a Jesus. Who wants to be Jesus? Awesome. You raise your hand first. Come on up here. This is Jesus. Everyone say, hey, Jesus. It's not blasphemy if we're pretending. All right, very good. All right, okay, so a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. Home, we need a home. I need six of you. All right, one, two, three, four. That's four. I need two more. Who else is going to help? Five and one more. One more. Right here, you. Six. Come on. Come on over here. Come on. All right, I need three of you right here. I only got eight minutes to finish this. I've got six minutes and 55 seconds. Okay, so you stand here. You stand here. Right, perfect. Okay, you come on over here. Right here. Awesome. Very good. Okay, you're going to do the same thing on this side. Right here. Awesome. You guys come over here. Quick, quick, quick. Run, run, run. All right, very good. You're going to stand right here, and you're going to stand right here. All right, now you're going to go like this. Perfect. Jesus just, yeah, there you go. Perfect. All right, we've got a house. So far, this looks pretty good, and Jesus is inside the house. So far, so good. Okay, they gathered in such large numbers. We need large numbers. You'll do. All right, good to go. Come on over here. I need five of you. Come on. That's good. They gathered in such large numbers that there were no room left, not even outside the door. So crowd all the way around the door so nobody can get in. All right, you're inside the door. You're outside. Yeah, just, just. Perfect. Very good. All right, awesome. So they crowded outside the door, um, and not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Jesus, preach the word. 
worked. That worked. All right, good deal. Awesome. Very good. All right, I need another student. Someone else that didn't come up before that's willing to come up now. Anyone? 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 No? All right, good deal. I'm going to take one of these guys. You, come over here. You're small enough. This will work great. All right, crowd that we had. Crowd, come over here. You guys are going to help me with something else. All right. There was, at one time, some men came bringing to bringing him to a bringing to him there we go a paralyzed man can you be a paralyzed man yeah i think you can hold on let's just lay this thing out here very good okay you stand right here good all right now just stiff as a board good does he look paralyzed to you me too. All right. Good. Okay. We're going to put you right here. I need you four each to grab a corner of this thing. This is a corner right here. So these two right there. You got that? Just, just grab that. You got it real good. Don't drop him. We love him very much. John's family is going to be really upset. If you break him. Whoops. This too. You got that? Okay. Good deal. Don't drop him. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man, carrying by the four of them. So if you guys just, just yeah, over there towards the house. Fantastic. Okay, good. All right, now this is, oh, this is going to be fun. Here we go. Okay. So since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the man down on the mat he was lying on. All right, come around to the side here. Come around to the side. He's got to get you in from the top. That's all we really got to do. Um, so if you guys get just, just, just over your heads is fine. Just, you know, okay, okay, you watch that kid. He's going to fall right on out there. You know, okay, drop him down just a little bit. Here we go. Let's just see what happens here. All right, here, I'll grab this one. Okay, so if I got this, then you got that. Carry the one. Okay, just take that. Yeah. Okay, if I just take that one, you just hand me that. Yep. Okay, I got him. All right, very good. All right, you just get inside the house. You get inside the house. I'll, I'll give him to you, okay? Good deal. Yeah, just house. Uh, just, we're going to break in like right here. Just come in. Just here we go. Okay. Very good. That's for you. All right. House, move out of the way. The rest of the people want to see. Yeah, you just, 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 yeah, just, just hold him. Just, you got it? Perfect. All right, good. All right, very good. So far, so good. You got three minutes and 42 seconds. This is perfect. Jesus said, you ready, Jesus? I tell you. Get up. Take your mat and go home. You don't have to sound so angry about it. <laughs> like, you just broke my roof, dog. All right, that's fine. All right, so at this point, he took his mat, walked out in full view of everybody. Give us a strut as you walk out. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Good enough, Stafford. That was great. All right, you can take that sheet with you. That's yours to keep. You just say it right there. That's good. Awesome. This amazed everyone. Everyone, are you amazed? Unbelievable. And they praised God, saying, all of you, you ready? We have never, we have never seen, anything seen anything like, like this. this. Exclamation point. That was unbelievable. Give these guys a huge round of applause. You guys, please have a seat. So glad to have them. I'm going to take your sheet here. Dude, you were the best paralyzed person I think I've ever seen. That was something. Believe it or not, that was the story exactly as told through Scripture. We did not embellish at all. Um, we did have some fun, though, didn't we? So what happens in this story? In this story, Jesus, like so many other days, shows up to teach about the gospel of Jesus, the gospel of himself. He's sharing the good news about the kingdom of heaven and what God is calling him people to do. And in doing so, people are coming to him. Well, in this story, you have this man, this man that most likely for all of his life has been paralyzed, a man who is unable to do anything for himself, incapable of moving anywhere and doing anything to be a part of any type of anything. He's just there. But somewhere along the way, he made some friends. And I'd have to say he made some pretty good friends, didn't he? Because these friends, when they heard that Jesus was coming, they said, we got to get him to them. And so they grabbed the corners of the mat and they took him to Jesus. And even when they couldn't get through the front doors, what did they do? They actually climbed up on top of the roof of some random guy's house that Jesus was staying at, took shovels and dug through the top of the ceiling, which by the way, was probably two to three layers of thatch that had been put on top of this. And they lowered down their friend right in front of Jesus. You know, I can't imagine how Jesus must have felt at this particular moment. We do know what he ended up doing. He ended up healing this man. But to be in the middle of preaching and then have something just magically fall from the ceiling. Sorry, Jesus. Can you heal him? 
sure, you know. And what's funny is Jesus starts this whole thing by saying, your sins are forgiven. We skipped that part in the story because, well, these kids were here. Um, and I said, he said, these sins are forgiven. And people looked at him and said, what? What is that? <laughs> Jesus, do you realize he didn't show up here to, for you to forgive his sins? He showed up so you might walk again. And Jesus hears their complaints in their hearts. He says, listen, which is harder to say you get up and walk or to say your sins are forgiven? But since you guys are the way that you are and you understand things only through what you can see, get up, take up your mat and walk. So what do we learn from this? What's the most important lesson that we can gather from this story? Because the truth is, I think all of us can find ourselves in this story. In this story, at one time in our lives, we were the paralyzed man waiting for somebody to do something to move us forward. And perhaps now God is calling us to be one of the four friends, to join a team, to move things forward. And if I had one thing I wanted to say that I wanted you to hear more... (laughs) We'll get to that in a minute. We're done with quarter two, which means it's time for what? It's time for what? We're going to do halftime right now. Please welcome out our friends from Kaleo Kids onto the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, your halftime entertainment is brought to you by Kaleo and Justin Timberlake.
Watching students do their thing. If you don't know what that is, that's called Kaleo Kids. Kaleo Kids is a ministry that was started here at Kensington and has moved throughout our communities in which students, kids, uh, learn how to dance, they learn how to sing, they learn how to act in a really cool Christ-centered environment in which they learn to express their talents and use them as a team to share the gospel with people and to share the good news, to invite which is what the word kaleo means. So for some of you, if you have kids that are in this age group and you're thinking, man, I wish I would have signed my kids up for that. It already started last Thursday. Well, guess what? It's not too late. We actually still have a couple spots left. So if you want to talk to Jade out in the lobby today, get your kids involved. That's what that looks like, all right? It's anybody from kindergarten all the way up through fifth grade. You're not going to want to miss it. Well, hey, before we finish this fourth quarter, we're going to go ahead and pause and receive our offering. For those of you that are newer to Kensington, I just want to say thank you so much for coming. We're glad you decided to join us on Super Bowl Sunday. We participate in offering because we believe that God is doing something big here and we want to be a part of it. We don't want to just be a part of it with our presence. We want to be a part of it with our, with our gifts. We want to be a part of it with our offerings. And so when we receive the offering, we just say for those of you that are newer here, thank you. And we want you to know why we do it. For those of us who have been here uh, for a while, this is where we give back to God because we believe it all belongs to him. And we want to see God do great things with what we have to offer. So as that baskets go through your row, you can and uh, you can participate in the offering that way, or you can do it online, or you can do it through church online, or through our giving. We just are very, very excited that you've chosen to be a part of this part of our service. So what does it mean? What's the one thing I wish I could have said above everything else before we finished? It was this, that it takes everyone to reach the one. If you know our mission statement, you know our mission statement is to see everyone transformed and mobilized by Jesus. But if you don't know this, we actually put the one and everyone in brackets. The reason we do that is because our mission statement here at Kensington is really based off of three parables from Scripture found in Luke 15. It's the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, and the parable of the prodigal son. In each of these stories, something is lost. And the person who is looking for it chooses to take everything and put it all aside and search for this one thing. The woman who lost the coin searches her whole house on hands and knees with a lamp, and when she finds it, she brings her friends over to celebrate the fact that this lost coin was found. The shepherd that loses the sheep leaves the 99 and goes after the one so that the one can be found. And when he brings it back, he celebrates, bringing it back on his shoulders. And the prodigal son leaves home to wild living only to come back in humility and disgrace. And instead of his father welcoming him at the door with a stern lecture or a hard heart, the father is looking and waiting for his son to arrive, watching daily. And when he sees him still a long way off, he pulls up his robe and takes off down the field to meet his son, puts his arms around him, puts the ring on his finger, kills the fatted calf, and throws a party. Because what God is trying to say in these three stories is, is that there is a celebration in heaven every time somebody turns from the wrong path and finds Jesus. That when people find Jesus, when people find the gospel, the good news, there's a party to be had. But in this story, this idea is that there are lost all among us. If we were to take this story and overlay it over the paralyzed man, we'd understand that in that story, the paralyzed man is the lost person. Because you see, the lost person, those who don't know Jesus, they're often paralyzed by fear, paralyzed by uncertainty, paralyzed by hatred, paralyzed by hurt, paralyzed by damage, or just paralyzed by not knowing. And so they find themselves in a situation where for them, it's very difficult for them to, to do anything on their own. What it takes is a team. It takes a team of people to grab the ends of that person's mat and do everything short of sin to bring that person to Jesus. And depending on what the roadblocks might be or how hard it might be, we find a way, don't we? When you look at the way Kensington does things and the way that we live as a church, we will do anything short of sin to reach people for the gospel of Jesus Christ. For some of you to say, you're on the line. <laughs> Sometimes you, you guys go a little crazy. That's all right. We will go crazy if it means that one more person can find Jesus, if it means that one more person can know him. That's why we do what we do. Because for each and every one of us, we've all lived in a situation at some point where we were the paralyzed person, 
We've been in a situation where we were the prodigal son, the lost coin of the lost sheep, where we were the person who was off on our own and we needed people to come to us. Maybe it was through this last series of Crave and you found yourself hopelessly addicted to a substance or approval or a body or something else and you needed people to come into your life and help restore sanity and bring you back to a place of health and meaning. I know for me, I was 15 years old when I was beginning to come back to church. I grew up in church. I left church at the end of middle school. And I left God at church. And I remember when Chris Zarball jumped over my backyard fence and invited me to church and I showed up at church. And I had an experience at church that was good enough that made me decide to come back. And again and again and again, I came back to church until one day I made the decision to really follow Jesus with my life. From that point on, I began to see the inner workings of what the church was about. And one of the things that I thought was so interesting was to find out that even though when I got to church, the only person I thought had done anything that day to make anything happen was, was Chris. And to be honest, we were at a really small church, so that was almost true. <laughs> he did almost everything at the church. And when you're at a small church, if you're the, the high school pastor, you're also the middle school pastor, the kids pastor. You also somehow have to fundraise everything for your own budget, and you're also the janitor. So, I mean, it's like if the toilet paper needs to be changed, it's like I'll be back to teach the gospel in a second. got to go mop up a mess. You know, it's, it's just kind of how it is. You play all the different roles. But what I found is when I got into this youth group and I became a part of it, I was given a role. I was given something to do. I was giving a piece of the action. Because what I didn't understand as the person coming in is it wasn't just Chris. It was Chris and a team of students, a team of other adults, a team of people that had made the decision to form together, had gone through the difficulty of storming so that they could norm and align and end up performing. And because they did that, I stand before you today. Because they made the decision to be a team and work together for a common good. I had the opportunity to trust Jesus. And my guess is that you're here for the same reason. At some point in your life, a team of people work together to share Jesus with you. Or perhaps that's what's happening right now. Is people have come together to share Jesus with you. But maybe that's not where you're at today. Maybe today you say, no, no, that was a long time ago. I was 17, I was 18, I was 5, I was just last week, whatever. And you find yourself sitting here, filling a seat and saying, you know what, I am here, I'm a part of this, I'm a part of this team. Well, what you're realizing is, is that you're part, you're part of the team is, is in the bleachers. You're sitting in the bleachers and you say, you know what, I enjoy this thing, this is really cool, I enjoy seeing it all happen. But maybe what God is calling you to do now is to be a part of things the same way someone else was for you. Because here's what we often sometimes maybe just forget. Is that there's still the one at your workplace. There's still the one in your neighborhood. There's still the one on your sports team. There's still the one that you see at the library every time you go. There's still the one that you drive to work with every day. There's still the one who is far from Jesus, who doesn't know who Jesus is. And you reaching that person by yourself is going to be incredibly difficult. But when you team up and you line up and you lock arms, you join a movement of people that are all advocating for you, that are all in line with you, that are all working with you. To see everyone transformed and mobilized by Jesus. So I want to challenge you today. If you're the paralyzed today, understand that a team of people for a long time have been working really hard to bring you to a place that today you might know who Jesus is. That he's the son of the living God, come to earth in bodily form to save everyone from their sins. Our sins separate us from God, but God loved us so much he sent Jesus to pay for our sins. And when Jesus died on a cross as a perfect sacrifice, he paid for the sins of the world so that when he rose from the dead, everyone who trusts in him alone, everyone who places their faith in Jesus has eternal life, which starts today and lasts forever. Because we spend forever in heaven with God when we've placed our faith in Jesus. And maybe today, you don't need to hear that. Today, you've already heard that, but it's time for you to jump into a team. It's time for you to move out with them and be a part of something bigger than you. I could ask for a show of hands right now the number of people who have been involved over the course of a long, long time. 25, 26, 27 years making this thing happen. And it's time to join them. One of the best ways to get to know other people is to serve alongside them. And so today, maybe that is the whole takeaway for you. In a few minutes when we finish up our service, we're going to invite you to join a team. And we're going to hope that you'll make the decision to go from the bleachers to the stage. Perfect. I got it. <laughs>
Now, at the sound of that whistle, we're going to invite our band out now to lead us in a time of worship, a time of response, a time of celebration, to recognize that it is in Christ that all of us have our being. And it's through his teams and what he has created that we each find the wholeness, that we find the truth, that we find Jesus. Somebody did it for you. It's time to do it for the one. Let's worship together. <laughs> we have any students in here? I want to introduce you to someone just uh, in the keeping it with family. We actually have a high school edge uh, worship leader with us, Jenna over here. Give it up. So she's going to lead us in our first song. But if you would just go ahead and stand up. We're going to uh, just end today this crazy fun day. I don't know who Justin Timberlake was, but he was awesome. Um, but we just want to end it just coming back to the Lord, thanking him for who he is, worshiping together as a family. So if you would, just sing this out.
some fun stuff singing about his love. All right, so everyone put your hands together. Come on, sing higher than the mountains. I think there's going to be some folks that are going to join us on stage right now that lead different ministry teams and that are a part of making this thing happen each week. This is one of those immediate type of action weekends, meaning that I'd like to ask you right now, by show of hands, how many of you would say, you know what, I have a couple hours a month or I have a little bit of time during the week or I have some time on a Sunday that I'd like to maybe join a team or at least explore the possibility of joining a team. Would you raise your hand right now? Wow, I see hands all over. Good, 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 good. This is what I'm going to ask you to do then. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, and even those that didn't because you maybe were too afraid. I'm going to ask you to come down to the stage. There's going to be people right here that are going to meet you that would love to talk with you about serving and volunteering. We have prayer out in the inner lobby that would love to meet and talk with you if you need prayer. And we got fun stuff going in the lobby. So take your kids to the lobby, enjoy the party, and have some fun. I hope your team wins. God bless you. We'll see you next week for just, it's a phase. Come on up here if you want to volunteer. Thank you. 